chapter 20. After the uproar had ceased, Paul called the disciples to himself, embraced them, and departed to go to Macedonia. Now when he had gone over that region and encouraged them with many words, he came to Greece and stayed three months. And when the Jews plotted against him as he was about to sail to Syria, he decided to return through Macedonia. And so Potter of Berea accompanied him to Asia, and Aristarchus and Sinduk, Sekundus of the Thessalonians, and Gaius of the Derby, and Timothy of Tyagus, and Tropophemus of Asia. These men, going ahead, waited for us at Troas. But we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and in five days joined them at Troas, where we stayed seven days. Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart, the next day spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together, and in a window sat a certain young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep. He was overcome by sleep, and as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down, fell on him, and embraced him, saying, Do not trouble yourself, for his life is in him. Now when he had come up, had broken bread, and eaten, and talked a long while, even until daybreak he departed. And they brought the young man in alive, and they were not a little comforted. Then we went ahead to the ship and sailed to Asios, there intending to take Paul on board. For so he had given orders, intending himself to go on foot. And when he met us at Asios, we took him on board and came to Mithlemi. We sailed from there, and, and the next day came opposite Chios. The following day we arrived at Samos and sailed at Trevelimum, and the next day we came to Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus, so that he would not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hurrying to beat to be at Jerusalem, if possible on the day of Pentecost. From Italus he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church, and when they had come to him he said to them, You know, from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, and many tears and trials which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. How I kept back nothing that it was helpful, but proclaimed it to you, and taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance towards God and faith towards the Lord Jesus Christ. And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying the chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, not to nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And indeed, now I know that you all among, that you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God will see my face no more. Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I am not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore, take heed to yourself and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers 
to the shepherd of the church of God he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore watch, and remember, that for the three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. So now, brethren, I commend you to God, and to the world of his grace, which is able to build you up, and give you inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities, and for those who were with me. I have shown you in every way, by laboring like this, that you must support the weak, and remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Then he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. Then they all wept freely and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spoke, that they would see his face no more. And they accompanied him to the ship. Chapter 21 Now it came to pass that when they had departed from them and set sail, running a straight course, we came to Kos the following day to Rhodes and from there to Patrara, and finding a ship sailing over to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. When we had sighted Cyprus, we passed it on the left, sailing to Syria and landed at Tyre, for there the ship was unloaded her cargo. And finding disciples, we stayed there seven days. They told Paul, through the Spirit, not to go up to Jerusalem. When we had come to the end of those days, we departed and went on our way, and they all accompanied us with wives and children, till we were out of the city, and we knelt down on the shore and prayed. When we had taken our leave from one another, we boarded the ship, and they returned home, and when we had finished our voyage from Tyron, we came to Paltolomus, great greeted the brethren and stayed with them one day. On the next day we were we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house with of Philip the evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied, and as we stayed many days a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt, and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now when we heard these things, both we and those whom the place pleaded with him to not go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am, I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So when we, when he would not be persuaded, we ceased, saying, The will of the Lord be done. And after those days we packed and went up to Jerusalem. Also some of the disciples from Caesarea went with us, and brought with them a certain mansion of Cyprus, an early disciple, with whom we were to lodge. And when Mary had come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. On the following day Paul went in with us to James, and to the elders who were present. When he had greeted them, he told in detail those things which God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord, and they said to him, You see, brother, how many myriads of Jews there are who have believed, and they are all zealous for the law. 
For they have been informed about you, that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought to not circumcise their children, nor to walk according to the customs. What then? The assembly must certainly meet, for they will hear that you have come. Therefore, do what we tell you. We have four men who have taken a vow. Take them and be purified with them, and pay their expense so that they may shave their heads, and that all may know that those things of which they were informed concerning you are nothing, but that you yourself also walk orderly and keep the law. But concerning the Gentiles who believe, we have written and decided that they should observe no such thing, except that they should they should keep themselves from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. Then Paul took the men, and the next day, having been purified with them, entered the temple to announce the expiration of the days of purification, at which time an offering should be made for each one of them. Now when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews from Asia, seeing him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who teaches all men everywhere against the people, the law, and this place. And the furthermore, he's also brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they had previously seen Trophius and Emphasis with him in the city, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple. And all the city was disturbed, and the people ran together, seizing Paul, seized Paul, and dragged him out of the temple, and immediately the doors were shut. Now as they were seeking to kill him, news came to the commander of the garrison that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. He immediately took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them, and when they saw the commander and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the commander came near and took him and commanded him to be bound with two chains. And he asked who he was and what he had done. And some among the multitudes cried one thing and some another. So when he could not discern the truth because of the turmoil, he commanded him to be taken to the barracks. When he reached the stairs, he had to be carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the mob. For the multitude of people followed after, crying out, Away with him. Then, as Paul was about to be led into the barracks, he said to the commander, May I speak to you? He replied, Can you, can you speak Greek? Are you not the Egyptian, who some time ago stirred up a rebellion and led the four thousand assassins out into the wilderness? But Paul said, I am a Jew from Tarsus, in Sicily, a citizen of no mean city. I implore you. Permit me to speak to the people. So when he had given him permission, Paul stood on the stairs and motioned with his hand to the people. And when there was a great silence, he spoke to them in Hebrew language, saying, Chapter 22 Brethren and fathers, hear my defense before you now. And when they heard that he spoke to them in Hebrew language, they kept all the more silent. Then he said, I am indeed a Jew, born in Tyrus of Sicilia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Calamatil, taught according to the strictness of our father's law, and was zealous towards God as you are today. I, per I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. As also the high priest bears me witness, all the council of elders from whom I also received letters to the brethren and went to Damascus to bring in chains even those who were there in Jerusalem to be punished. Now it happened as I journeyed and came to near Damascus about noon, 
Suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he answered, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. So I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said, Arise and go to Damascus, and there you will be told all things which are appointed to you to do. And since I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hands of those who were with me, I came into Damascus. Then a certain Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, having a good testimony with the Jews who dwelt there, came to me. And he stood and he said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that same hour I looked up at him. Then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will, and see the just one, and hear the voice of his mouth. For you will be his witness to all men what you have seen and heard. And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Now it happened, when I returned to Jerusalem, and was praying in the temple that I was in a trance. And he said, him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, for they will not receive your testimony concerning me. So I said, Lord, they know that every synagogue I imprison and beat those who believe in you. And when the blood of you, your martyr Stephen, was shed, I also was standing by, consenting to his death and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Then he said to me, Depart, for I will send you far from here to the Gentiles. And they listened to him until this word. And they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he is not fit to live. Then, as they cried out and tore off their clothes and threw dust into the air, the commander ordered him to be brought into the barracks and said that he should might be examined under scourging so that he might know why they shouted so against him. And as they bound him with throngs, Paul said to the centurion who stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? When the centurion heard that, he went and told the commander, saying, Take care what you do for this man is a Roman. Then the commander came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman? He said, Yes. The commander answered, With a large sum I obtained the citizenship. And Paul said, But I was born a citizen. Then immediately those who were about to examine him withdrew from him. And the commander was also afraid after he found out that he was a Roman. And because he had bound him the next day, because he wanted to know for certain why he was an accused by the Jews, he released him from his bonds and commander commanded the chief priests and all their counsel to appear and brought Paul down and set him before them. Acts chapter 23 Then Paul looked earnestly at the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. And the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, whitewashed wall, for you sit to judge me according to the law, and do you command me to be struck contrary to the law? And those who stood by said, Do you rebel, God's high priest? Then Paul said, I did not know, brethren, that he was the high priest, for it is written, You shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. But when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, 
the son of a Pharisee, concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. And when he had said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, and no angel or spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. Then there arose a loud outcry, and the scribes of the Pharisees' party arose and protested, saying, We find no evil in this man, but if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. Now when there arose a great dissension, the commander, fearing lest Paul might be pulled to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them and bring him to the barracks. But the following night the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. And when it was day, some of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under an oath, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. Now there were more than forty who had formed this conspiracy. They came to the chief priests and elders and said, We have bound ourselves under a great oath that we will eat nothing until we have killed Paul. Now you, therefore, together with the council, suggest to the commander that he be brought down to you tomorrow, as though you were going to make further inquiries concerning him. But we are ready to kill him before he comes near. So when Paul's sister's son heard of their ambush, he went and entered the barracks and told Paul. Then Paul called one of the centurions to him and said, Take this young man to the commander, for he has something to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the commander and said, Paul, the prisoner called me to him and asked me to bring this young man to, to you. He has something to say to you. Then the commander took him by the hand, went aside and asked privately, What is it that you have to tell me? And he said, The Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul down to the council tomorrow, as though they were going to inquire more fully about him. But do not yield to them, for more than forty of them lie in wait for him. Men who have bound themselves by an oath that they will neither eat nor drink till they have killed him. And now they are ready, waiting for, prom for the promise from you. So the commander let the young man depart and commanded him, Tell no one that you have revealed these things to me. And he called for two centurions, saying, Prepare two hundred soldiers, seventy horsemen, and two hundred spearmen to go to Caesarea at the third hour of the night and provide mounts to set Paul on. Bring him safely to Felix, the governor. He wrote a letter in the following manner. Claudius, Lysias, to the most excellent governor Felix, greetings. This man was seized by the Jews and was about to be killed by them. Coming with the troops, I rescued him, having learned that he was a Roman. And when I want to know the reason they accused him, I brought him before their council. I found out that he was accused concerning questions of their law, but had nothing charged against him deserving of death or chains. When it was told to me that the Jews lay in wait for the man, I sent him immediately to you and also commanded his accusers to state before you the charges against him. Farewell. Then the soldiers, as they were commanded, took Paul and brought him by night to Apatarus. The next day they left the horsemen to go on with him and return to the barracks. When they came to Caesarea, they had delivered the letters to the governor they also presented Paul to him, and when the governor had read it, he asked what providence he was from, and when he understood that he was Sicilia, he said, I will hear you when your accusers also have come, and he commanded him to be kept in Herod's praetorium. Chapter 24 After five days, 
Ananias the high priest came down with the elders and a certain orator named Tertullus. These gave evidence to the governor against Paul, and when he was called upon, Tertullus began his accusation, saying, seeing that, seeing that through you we enjoy great peace and prosperity, is being brought to this nation by your foresight, we accept it, and always in all places, most noble Felix, with all thankfulness, nevertheless, not to be tedious to you any further, <coughs> I beg you to hear by your courtesy a few words from us. We have found this man a plague in our creator of dissension among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazareth. He even tried to profane from the temple, and we seized him and wanted to judge him according to our law. But the commander, Elias, came by with great violence, took him out of our hands, <coughs> commanding his accusers to come to you. By examining him yourself, you may assert all these things of which we accuse him. And the Jews also asserted, maintaining that these things were so. Then Paul, after the governor had nodded to him to speak, answered, Inasmuch as I know that you have been for many years a judge of this nation, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself, because you may assert that it is no more than twelve days since I went up to Jerusalem to worship, and they neither found me in the temple disputing with anyone, nor inciting the crowd, either in the synagogues or the city, nor can they prove the things of which they now accuse me. But this I confess to you, that according to the way which they called a sect, so I worship the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense towards God and men. Now after many years I came to bring alms and offering to my nation, in the midst of which some Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple, neither with a mob nor with turmoil. They ought to have been here before you to object or if they had anything against me. Or else let those who are here themselves say if they found any wrongdoing in me while I stood before the council, unless it is for this one statement which cried out standing among them concerning the resurrection of the dead, I am being judged by you this day. But when Felix heard these things, having more accurate knowledge of the way, he adjourned the proceedings and said, When Lysus, the commander, comes down, I will make a decision on your case. So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty, and told him not to forbid any of his friends to provide for or visit him. And after some days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith of Christ. Now as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, Go away for now. When I have convenient time, I will call for you. Meanwhile, he also hoped that money would be given him by Paul, that he might release him. Therefore he sent for him more often and conversed with him. But after two years, Prosius Festus seceded Felix, and Felix wanted to do the Jews a favor, left Paul bound.